You're listening to KDRT 95.7 FM in Davis, California. I am Justin Cox, and this show is called Smashed and Rehashed. It's a interview show, mostly with musicians, and we just have pretty casual conversations um, about the art they make and perform and all that. And our guest today is Joey Sanders, who is the musician behind Moody Slough. Say hello, Joey. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for having me. So the reason I'm talking to Joey today is that... Uh, hang on one second. Let me close this. The reason I'm talking to Joey today is that um, his... Would you, do you call it a band? What, what would you call it? Uh, I want it to be a band. Sort of a solo yeah. project that you're, you're playing with a band and can build out to a band. Yeah, absolutely. At the show, it'll be a band, but yeah. uh, awesome. most of the time, it's just me. So the show he's referring to is a an EP release party re- release show that's going to be happening at the Palms in Winters, California, this Friday, the twelfth. What's the start time? Uh, it's eight o'clock, eight p.m. Yeah. So show starts at eight p.m. It's fifteen dollars. You can get tickets at the Palms. You can find links to the on the Palms website. You can find them at um, Watermill or no Armadillo, um, Ace Hardware, and Winners, a few places. So that's this Friday night. Yep. Yep. I'm going to talk to Joey a good amount about the um, EP and things like that right now. But before we do that, uh, a little little bit of background, Joey. So I should also say that the band I play in, the Poly Orchids, is playing at that show. He invited us on, and we're super excited about that. So thanks so much. Yeah, man. I'm super excited to hear you guys play. I was just listening to your album. Say, I was yeah. just listening to your album. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk plenty more about all of that. But jo- Joey and I, uh, we're, I'm, what, probably like five, six years older than you. Um but went to the same high school in Winters and kind of played music in bands kind of at separate times in each other and similar times and just kind of got to know each other. And um, so we'll talk a little bit about that here. In the meantime, I'm going to play um, a Moody Slew song. I've been listening to this EP a lot and it's really, really good. I'm going to play one that I think is especially pretty cool.
So, Joey, how did you um, – I know you were playing in high school because I was substitute teaching around that time. <laughs> how did you get going on this stuff? Like how did you get into music, and then how did that sort of segue into writing songs and all that, which is sort of a whole extra step in the process, right? Yeah. Um, I guess it all started with my brother. I grew up with my brother playing guitar all the time. and uh, How much older? Oh, he's, he's 10 years older than me. Okay. Yeah, so – I grew up looking up to that, and then in high school, uh, I got my first guitar when I was like 12, but didn't play it for a few years. So the summer after eighth grade, I started a band with Nick and uh, Steve, and we were called like the Green River Band or something, but (laughs) we were in a band for like five years, and then, I don't know, I was hooked ever since. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I think I remember playing. Winners is cool because they have these kind of little spotlight featurey things, like little town festivals, where they'll book a local band on it. And I'm pretty sure I saw you guys there, right? Um, probably in the form. Well, I know I saw Egg probably actually is what might be what I'm thinking of. But for what festival? I don't know. I feel like Earthquake Festival and Youth Day oh, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Green <laughs> Green River Band played Youth Day. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Egg played. Uh, earthquake and you guys played earthquake a couple times we did we yeah. played both of those things youth day and earthquake festival it was kind of funny like yeah. we played as high schoolers in a high school band called mr nobody with our friend, <laughs> me travis tony and our friend ryan davis nice and and it's like pa- the pa- park is packed with like hundreds of people so then you go on to play in a band after that and go four years without ever playing in front of that many people <laughs> yeah. ever again. Yeah. Yep. and then and it's kind of cool it's just cool that winners like has that like a mm-hmm. cool little set up for people yeah exposure and feel it all out and everything. absolutely 
Um, so, so that's Green River Band. Then, how many years did, was it? Was there a period of not playing in a band at all before then forming Egg, or did the things like segue into each other? So, um, Egg, describe Egg for people before you get into that. Uh, egg is is my. Uh, uh, it was like my after high school band, I guess I would call it. But um, yeah, there was a few years in between that first band in high school where I was just writing music on my own. And then uh, I got back together with Nick because me and Nick just have this like natural, I don't know, it just feels good when we jam. So uh, we wrote like these five songs and then we, uh, I think I just ran into Carlos one day and was like, hey, you want to like jam? We got these songs and yeah, it just happened. And it was just a three piece for a while. And then um, Chris and Joe Webster, I mean, Chris and Brett were in another band and we played a show together and then we kind of just stole them too. That's so cool. Into our band. <laughs> it's trippy to me. I mean, Egg yeah. seems like such a full band instrumental. Um, it's interesting to me that you and one other guy had like the structure of some of those songs before even bringing in drummer and stuff like that. Those are Yeah, it was just maybe songs. like uh, we only used maybe like one or two of those songs, okay. those original ones, but yeah. Egg was usually just like we'd get in a room and jam and then find something in those jams. Yeah. As, as I talk to you about this, it's really hilarious because basically I lived the same exact parallel. <laughs> I took the same process. We play, I played in a band with Tony, Travis, and Ryan in high school called Mr. Nobody. Some time went by and we went our ways and then played in like an after-college band or after-high school band called Stand on the Poison Apples. Yeah, I remember Stan. Same, yeah. same group of people. <laughs> and then time goes by and then now me, Travis, and Tony, similar yeah. group of people <laughs> playing in another thing, which you're going to be playing on Friday with some of those same guys backing you up. Yeah. Which is cool. Do you remember playing my... Uh my uh, senior project concert. I do. <laughs> St. Anthony's like yeah. call. Totally remember that. That was fun. That was awesome. That'd be the last time we played together, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Actually. Well, so this is cool. Mm. So, um, a like going to Egg before we transition over to Moody Slew because I want to ask a lot about the the EP and stuff. Um, I mean, Egg got traction. Egg was kind of doing stuff around here, right? Like, how long did it last, and what? How did that process feel to sort of like form a band and kind of get momentum and and people aware of what you were doing? Uh, it felt really good. Um, it just happened through just playing shows. We were playing as many shows as we possibly could, and uh, yeah, we started playing like shows out of the out of this area, like San Francisco and and like Arcata up north, and then yeah. And then people just started getting busy, you know. <laughs> that's yeah. That's yeah. Inevitable. How's is there a way you describe eggs? The sound, egg. Mm. Had? I would. Uh, we definitely had like an eclectic sound, just because. Like uh, Brett was just like you know, his keyboard style is just really goofy. So it added, and uh, Chris was like trumpet styles really like improvising so i don't know everyone just brought something different to the table so it made this really weird eclectic kind of sound yeah i, <laughs> I don't really it know was, how to it describe cool. it yeah <laughs> um well so so that felt what you have now that it's like i'm impressed by the mixes and everything on the on the um ep 
and and especially all the harmonies and everything like that. But it's very much like the egg songs felt like a full band kind of going off and mm-hmm. clearly there was singing and melody and everything like that too. But this feels like the singing and the melody and the guitar kind of forward and everything else is texture to that. Yeah. How, how's the kind of writing process differ? How did it feel? What sort of made, was that something you set out to do with Moody Slough or how did that come to be? Well, uh, Moody Slough is, is, was, ba- it was the difference is it's just, uh, I was just the one, only one writing these songs. Whereas, like Egg, uh, that was all of us collaborating. So that's like the main difference. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to just go back to being simple, you know, just like acoustic guitar and singing, because um, that's kind of what I tend to be into these days. <laughs> but uh, in terms of like what you're listening to, or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. My a lot of my main influences are just like, you know, really simple acoustic guitar kind of uh, compositions. It's, it, it's yeah. really interesting though because you're you're um, like these are sort of acoustic guitar based and a, a vocal and a harmony, but they're not just like a person strumming in one take kind of thing. You're wearing a Fleet Foxes hoodie right now. Now, listen, have you heard of this? podcast called song exploder uh no they basically go like for 15 minutes they 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 like take interview excerpts from an artist and they talk about all the sort of layers and everything they do for a song and i listened to one with the guy from fleet foxes a couple days ago and it's like so many little things going into these songs and and the harmonies and sort of the mood and the textures and stuff and um it's funny i didn't think of them as i listened to your ep but i could it makes sense that you listen to them yeah, they're they're uh, one of my favorite bands for sure. Yeah, yeah. How, had you so you were the lead vocalist in Egg, yeah? Yeah. And so you're singing these songs, but that's also you harmonizing, right? Yep. Had yep. you had you had experience harmonizing much in general, and then also was like sort of dubbing harmonies over yourself and that whole process because it's kind of a big part of the EP. I feel like. Yeah. Um. So all throughout college, I was in choir and uh, and vocal jazz, which. Uh, Vocal jazz was like probably one of the hardest things I've ever done, just because you're you're singing these harmonies with other people, but it's like jazz chords, you know. So you'd be singing like a second against somebody else, and so oh it God. really makes you like concentrate on what you're doing. So uh, that definitely improved my like ability to harmonize and stuff. So once I got to this recording. Um, I just thought it would be a good idea to add that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's amazing that you did that. I didn't how what what was your so that's like a uh really digging in and kind of like learning how to sing and getting pretty technical with it. How much how how technical were you prior to going in and actually studying that and trying that and what made you choose to do it? Um well that's the funny thing is uh, in at Sac State I was a guitar major, but I ended up singing more than playing guitar. So uh I don't know. I I think um, this girl named Alexa just kind of like recruited me into it. It was just like, hey, you're going to be in vocal jazz now. And I was like, okay. And then, (laughs) and then, uh, yeah, it was just the first, I I entered into like the the easy group and then made my way up to one of the bigger ones. But it was definitely hard and a lot of work. Yeah. That's cool. Um, When you, when you go about, 
writing, like say, think, keep of these specific songs in mind when you go to to write the songs that end up on this EP. Um, what's the sort of how does that play out? Like how 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 are you doing it in terms of chords and melody and lyrics and the order in which you find those things? And are you writing for one kind of straight long session or bits at a time? Like how do these songs come together in general? Um. Some of those songs, like the one you just played, took a very long time. <laughs> um, yeah, that feels like yeah. uh, there's a build-up to the song, and then you kind of have the song, and then you have it takes a turn, and then it kind of winds down and ends. It's not like repeat the verse, repeat the chorus. Like yeah, like um, like I didn't really know I was gonna do this until um, until our other band kind of deteriorated, but I had always been like writing these this music in the background so um these songs were just kind of like my own thing on my own time and uh some of them uh like be lost and be cold kind of just came out but uh but cosmic joke and uh reverie those i remember like those were like they i think cosmic joke took me like over a year right Do you feel like you're writing? Do you feel like you write from kind of a personal place in your experience, or more as like an um, exercise and something a little more abstract than that, or does it range? Um, it, it's the, the words are definitely personal, but uh, yeah. I, I guess the way I write it is uh, I'll I'll have the music already, like I'll have the music side of it all written out before I put words to it. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's what takes the longest for me is writing the words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so here real quick, I'm gonna, um, International House Davis hosts children's international storytelling performances every month. In addition to traditional storytelling, performances may include drama, music, dance, and puppetry, all with some form of international content. While the program welcomes kids of all ages, all children must be accompanied by an adult. iHouse Davis is located on College Park Drive just off Russell Boulevard. For more information on the children's storytelling program, call 530-753-5007 or visit internationalhousedavis.org. Okay, so you're writing these songs kind of in the background. You're playing in a band um, that's sort of fading out. Um, How do you... I know that what I know the answer to this question a little bit. You you eventually sort of put a I don't know if it was GoFundMe or Indiegogo, but you put out an effort like, hey, this is a thing I really want to do. I have this package of songs, and I'm, and is there a community of people who would like to support my effort at this? What what's the kind of moment you decided to do that, and why did you decide to do that? Um, so my friends Patrick Schwint and Ali Schwint, uh, I went to a concert with them. And they kind of just like mentioned that I should do that. They were like, "Hey, like, like your music's good. You should maybe like, like, what would it take to record?" And then I was like, "You know, it's like a couple thousand dollars to get into a good studio and and print and press." And they're like, "Dude, you should do like a Indiegogo page." And um, that was like the first time I ever really thought about it. And for a while, I was like, "Nah, I don't know," because that's like, I don't know. When I first. <laughs> looked into doing that i i would see pages that were like you know help these kids with cancer play soccer and stuff like that and and then i'm like asking money for like 
to make a record. So yeah. I, it felt kind of selfish in a way. So for a long time, I wasn't uh, going to do that. But then I just decided, you know, whatever, let's let's try it at I least. Think the, I think the yeah. thing is to make sure you're just on the level and straightforward about what you want to do and why you want to do it and that there's no pressure to do anything right. So yeah. Hell, if you yeah. feel you're basically it's someone's making you uh, – I don't know. It's a gesture of support more than it is a donation to a charity or something. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did that all go? And then what, what was the process of going from that part of the kind of fundraising part of it to actually booking and recording and getting it pressed and printed? I assume you sort of ran the show on all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Indiegogo went amazing. I, I like was not, expecting that uh i got a lot of support from a lot of people and um you know it's like they give you 60 days and i i like made the exact amount like to the dollar <laughs> like on the last day i think so nice. it was uh yeah it was really cool and um where'd you eventually go record i went to the pus cavern oh, cool. yeah where's that um that is in uh it's like an Auburn, but it's the studio that uh, like Cake and um, Deftones recorded at. Cool. Yeah, uh, that's also where um, uh, Big Poppies went, right? Or did they did they go somewhere else? They did. They uh, they recorded somewhere else, but they went to the Pus Cavern to like do the mixing and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, how much do you think about like so? You have six songs on this EP, and so by the way, for everyone, it's called Materialize EP. Um, it's on Spotify. Where where can people find it? Uh, it's on Spotify. I think it's on Amazon. Um, I have a Bandcamp page, which is uh, moodyslew.bandcamp.com. And uh, there will also be copies at this show, yep. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll have physical copies at the show. Or uh, you could just uh, get in contact with me through Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a reminder on the show is it's this Friday, the 12th at the Palms in Winter, starting at 8 o'clock. Um, how much, as you put this thing together, like how much do you, th did you know going in when you're recording, like this is going to be the order of the tracks and like this is going to be the cover art? Like how, how did, how was that all kind of thought of in together or how did that, pro how'd that go? Uh, that, that was just like as I went along. Like, um, I don't think I had the order down until after i recorded and we were mixing it and stuff but um the cover art actually uh like the logo my friend ali made and um the face that's on there was uh drawn by um this girl named nancy that i went to school with and she she actually drew that without looking down at the page nice. so it was pretty cool yeah and uh so i had nick like digital digitalize that and then Nick put that whole thing together, like That's the cool back looking. and the front and everything. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen the back of it. I've just seen the thing on online so far. Oh That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, the can you tell people who don't know what um, what's Moody Slough? Uh, Moody Slough is just like this old road uh, in the back of Winters that uh, you know everybody would go hang out at or. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool. It's a cool band name. Yeah. I always thought it was a cool, <laughs> cool sounding name. Um, I don't know anything else you think people should know as we as we start to wind down. Um, I want to ask you about. I want to talk to you for like two minutes about the 
Tennessee Fire, My Morning Jacket album, because I know you like Yes, that man. But <laughs> uh, actually, like, any album by them really is just, yeah. they're huge for me. Um, yeah, that's a voice. That guy's voice. Is yeah. Kind of some kind of, it's incredible. And he, and he makes me, it's a bad thing that I, it makes me want to, um, like, fill everything with all kinds of, like, distance and reverb. Yeah. And sound like you're in some big yeah. room, because it's such a cool sound, but you don't want to just, like cop it it's a it's it's really good and that that album to me i mean i like a lot of their albums too and, and a ton of their songs and stuff but something about that one's got that like first album full of imperfection oh, yeah. slight thing you almost just raw yeah, yeah. And, and it's there's some just some amazing songs on it it's a good good songwriter absolutely i've been into um his solo album lately jim james yeah. i think it's just called jim james but uh I need to listen to it. I haven't. I saw him. I saw him open a show for Bright Eyes and I think Gilly Welch or something. Greek Theater. It was a cool show, but I never listened. I should listen to his because I've listened to all of theirs. But yeah, he's incredible, man. Any other any other um, people who jump out as major influences in terms of s- like songwriting specifically? Um, I'm extreme, really into to Bon Bon Iver. Yeah, yeah, really into that guy. Or um, Lately, I've been into uh, a lot of people don't like him, but Father John Misty. Yeah, people who like him love him. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's got some kind of like, I don't know if I could say douche on the air, but like some kind of <laughs> like some kind of like grandiose thing about yeah, him. Yeah, he does. That, but that doesn't mean it's not good, you know. I don't, and I haven't really listened, but I know it's he's whatever vibe he's putting out can be taken that way. But mm-hmm. he clearly is super talented. Yeah, yeah. He's got good music, I um, think. Yeah. The Yeah. That's what's interesting about this is like you have and you could hear it too, is your this is sorta of like some extension of folk music and songwriter type music and kind of guitar based music, but um heavy on uh, production and layering and, and there's there's a lot more to it. It's not just here are your four four I don't know, verse chorus verse four four time signature guitar strumming song. 